0: Hey guys, welcome back to the Phil Craft Survival Podcast. I'm your host Mike, and as always, we got today's co-host <laughs> Kurt. Today and
1: today's like what, it's different. what's
0: great is you know what we just did is uh, thanks to Zach the PJ <laughs> remind me of Skull F that dude later uh, he called in no no sh- no shame in the game you know he's just trying to do comms and uh, but we've been recording a podcast for like an hour of like non-recording. Yeah. So this is our a this is, new recording. This is
1: take 20. This is take 20, but it's, it's you know, know, know what? Craft Survival Podcast. I'm, I'm
0: motivated because we refined the process. It was like a we rehearsal. Did. We did. We know what to cut out. Like everything you said, let's
1: cut out. All right. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I'm, all right. All right, so if anybody saw my post today, it was talking about motivation and discipline. Yeah. Right now, I have to be disciplined because I am not motivated. Well, if you chug
0: that beer, you might be.
1: You were like, ooh, yeah. I meant to actually talk about that. So what are we drinking today?
0: Vanilla Porters. You know, we drink a... Uh,
1: Vanilla Porters. By Breckenridge <laughs> Brewing Company. <laughs> it is good, though. It's a good beer.
0: Yeah, every... Colorado beer is the best beer on the planet. I would say, you know, obviously, Northern, We've Northern got Cali some favorites. IPAs yeah. are the best. Yeah.
1: We've got some favorites. But today, yeah. we're having a Vanilla Porter from Breckenridge This Brewery. episode
0: is sponsored by Vanilla Porter, Breckenridge Brewery.
1: It could be Breckenridge Brewery. If you get a hold of us, it could be. They'll
0: just give us nothing. They'll give us a discount <laughs> they No, give us
1: beer, dude. That's... Uh, hey, I'll take that. Yeah. We were going to start off with uh, current, current events,
0: events. But we're not going to do that no more.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we don't have time. But... We don't, we don't, we're not current anymore. So, yeah. About we don't, don't want to do that. Well, yeah. the...
0: the, the the basis of our conversation that you missed and we'll give you the cliff the <laughs> notes Cliff notes, the cliff notes of we'll that. give you the clifford notes well four guys were killed in Niger, africa that were dear uh, you know close and dear to our hearts because that's where our old unit
1: right second battalion third special forces group those guys were killed in an uh, ambush Niger, africa yep. in an ambush by an isis what they calling an isis affiliate yeah
0: sure. and sh- shitty situation shit shitty circumstances there's been a lot of
1: what's it called politicization politicization of it yeah uh, a whole politic a whole lot of politicking but yeah can i just throw in one thing if you politicize service members deaths you're a fucking turd you're a piece of shit. so i, I don't care you know that that's that's blanketed right for that's that's Absolutely, like individuals yeah. that's institutions that's literally crosses all party lines yeah Everything. Well, everything.
0: the instant that you do that, because they can say, "Well, we're just reporting on the news." No, you're not. Yeah. You're feeding into the propaganda of bullshit. accelerating, uh, accelerating the this bad guys negative narrative. bullshit. Yeah, yeah. Ab- absolutely. That's what the bad guys want you to do. Exactly. And you're playing into it. Well, and and some controversy was, hey, the president didn't talk for two weeks about it. Well, it's a sensitive operation. Me and Kurt actually know some insides about what's going on, which we won't talk about. But the bottom line is, there's strategic counterterrorism priorities that take place on the front end to ensure that we get the bad guys we're going after and we don't tip them off right tipping the media off is tipping off the bad guys because now the media is all about accelerating fucking propaganda throughout the world and falling into the trap that is isis
1: propaganda so fuck the the media in yeah. this situation fuck the media fuck the media that's that's the end of the episode thanks for tuning <laughs> yeah. in. Um, we're gonna call it "fuck the media." So make sure you check out. Dude, I hate the media, bro. Yeah, I good. hate Fox News. I hate CNN. I hate them all. Yeah,
0: there's no real like general outline of news anymore. It doesn't exist. Yeah, it's all this propaganda machine. Well, I like Fox because they hire hot chicks. So yeah,
1: you like hot chicks <laughs> on Fox. <laughs>
0: um, Anyways, that's we, why it's called Fox. We,
1: yeah, we digress. You like um, the hot
0: dudes. You like Shepard Smith, man. <laughs> You yeah. like his, you like his shepherd is a
1: cutie pie you know what i'm saying yeah.
0: <laughs> hell yeah dog um also nap wildfires man have been ripping that place apart which yeah. deals and uh survival you know unfortunate for those people that were just caught off guard it's a shitty situation yeah but you know we talk about it a lot and we'll armchair quarterback this but preparation is a key is
1: preparation is key be ready to to move at a moment's notice because you know, a lot of the feedback they're getting now is the fire spread so quickly that people were unprepared to leave their, their home. Or unwilling. And, We've heard some. Right. Reports yeah. Unwilling the to leave. And, you know, hey, I, I haven't been in that situation. However, in Colorado, we do have to prep for wildfires. And, you know, it's scary. You know, I've talked to my neighbors here who have dealt with that kind of stuff. and And they, you know, right when we moved in, we're like, hey, have a a space for your special belongings that you can grab at a moment's notice and go. But the resounding thing that I found with the communities here is that they're not tied for the most part to their residences because it's material things, right? So is your life, you know, worth your home? Only you can answer that question, but you know, from the standpoint that we teach is we would say, no, it isn't that your life is worth more than material possessions. Grab your bag of stuff and get the fuck out of there. So, and one of the cool, things that we did have happen out of all of that, which obviously the situation in and itself is extremely tragic. But we had uh, a guy DM us who listens to our podcast and talked about preparation and then he made it off the X with his family safe. And And so, um, and that's what we do. That's why we do this, is to actually give people information that's tangible that you can turn around and use. So if you take anything from this podcast, preparation you got to be prepared for bad shit happening
0: yep so so leading into this episode we're talking about uh off-grid survival which includes mobility and you know the advancement of everyday carrier which is everyday mobility which is the things that you would put in your vehicle on a daily basis because everybody's got vehicles so we hope you guys enjoy all right so leading into edm everyday mobility edm Every- sounds like <laughs> Don't, don't Google EDM. Don't
1: Yeah, don't Google EDM. Yeah. And then if you mess up and put ATM, that could be bad yeah. too. Even ADM is probably something <laughs> weird yeah. too. No, so real quick, just as a, uh, a recap, because we may have somebody tuning in that wasn't uh, listening to the last podcast. So what is EDC? EDC stands for everyday carry. Uh, I'm sure that the majority of people that listen to us know that. If you're new, um, that's what it stands for, everyday carry. So the basic minimum... Uh, that we say at Philcraft Survival for Everyday Carry is a firearm concealed, a blade potentially, one or the other, right, for self-defense, a tourniquet, a, and a light source. And so at a basic level, those are the things that we feel like you should be carrying every day to be prepared on your person. Yeah, if you, if you guys tune in,
0: obviously, Kurt just mentioned it, but you could tune in the last episode. And also, we got EDC episodes, Mobility episodes and just educate yourself as we accelerate this because this is just the evolution of it. Yeah. When we're talking about EDM and mobility, like you covered last time, we're talking about your mobility platform, which is obviously the priority here. What is your mobility platform? What do you recommend?
1: Yeah, so uh, I am a big fan of Toyota. I've owned several Tacomas uh, throughout my lifetime. They never let me down. I am not paid by- Never let me down. I'm I'm not paid by Toyota. We're not sponsored by Toyota. One day we hope to be because we really like their stuff. But um, right now I've got a 2017 Toyota Tacoma off-road, uh, extremely capable vehicle. Um, it's it's not, at DGO now. It is. It's at DGO and it's it's. Which DGO is a what? It's an it's an automotive accessory company that is co-located with Durango Motor Company. At Toyota, right at at the Toyota dealership, and they accessorize vehicles. So. We're doing a full Overland build on the vehicle right now. Pay attention to our social media and everything else we do because, excuse me, we're gonna have pictures and and all kinds of stuff all over that showing what we're doing. But- It's gonna be at SEMA. It is, it's gonna be at SEMA in about 10 days. And uh, there's guys grinding, uh, getting the truck right ready. Right now. Right now, <laughs> they're grinding. Um, our buddies at Mountain Motion Media and DGO are making that happen, so a big thanks to them. And uh, the cool thing is, is uh, it gives us, you know, content to talk about. So, um, again, back to the vehicle. I like a Toyota Tacoma. Um, so it's got a, a an extra cab in the pickup, or it's a four-door pickup, small bed. It's got an electrical outlet uh, in the back of the pickup truck, so you can literally run anything that you want to. That's, Sibian? Yeah, your Sibian. The mobile Sibian. The, the mobile. mobile Sibian in the back of your truck. No, but you can run uh, all your regular electrical stuff out of the back of that pickup truck. Uh, it's got a locking rear diff- differential, goes into four wheel drive, high, low. Um, and the wheelbase uh, is less wide than a full size pickup truck, which allows you to access a lot of the trails, especially here in Colorado. Um, and then I just think in a survival situation or an overland situation where you're trying to bug out, you know, if you've got a full-size pickup truck and it doesn't fit on a off the beaten path sort of trail, you know, that could be uh that could be uh counterproductive to what you're trying to do. So the Tacoma in general, I think, is a great vehicle. You know, we were with the guys yesterday with high country. Yeah, what? high country cruisers and they're yeah. doing the custom rock sliders. They're in Pagosa Springs. They are they're in Pagosa. Excellent group of guys doing a lot of custom builds on land cruisers. And they're wanting to branch out and accessorize more. So check well, those guys out, too. They're on Instagram.
0: I thought it was funny. You know, we were there. It, one of the guys was like, you know, we we're talking about overlanding. And me and Kurt did a, uh, what's What's that path we did? The, it's a it, it's uh, P- Gipsy Gulch. Yeah, Gulch. It's Poughkeepsie Gulch. Yeah. Poughkeepsie Gulch. And there's a it's a famous trail, off-road trail. It's kind of like Rubicon for Cali, but it's the Colorado version. And we destroyed my forerunner going through there. It <laughs> yeah. was awesome. Because we yeah. didn't know and there's a there's one technical part of it called the wall right and the wall is where everybody destroys their vehicle where i dented my fuel tank and did a whole bunch of good stuff and i hope my mom's not listening so I'm getting. I'm re- why you spend money. Why you spend money? <laughs> um, and I know I upgraded some stuff. Like I got a snorkel. I got some skid plates that DGO's is installing. Right. But one of the things that stood out to me was he said that hey, you can't have an overland vehicle and have a rock crawler at the same exactly. time. Exactly. Yeah, that was good. I, I think it's cool because you have to strike the balance, man. There's a there's right. a good balance in between. Hey, what do you want as a mobility platform? That's that's convenient, comfortable. Um, but also does off road, but it you know it doesn't have to do off road well like a uh, rock like a crawler. Ro- yeah,
1: like a rock crawler. But what's
0: the fine balance? And the the two best vehicles I found for that is one a Rubicon, a Jeep Wrangler Rubicon, uh, which you know it has Dana forty fours, rear differential lock lockers. Yeah. And a forerunner, runner Toyota 4 Yeah. Because they have the same accessories, good center of gravity, good vehicles. And now 4Runner. we're adding
1: we're adding a Tacoma to that list. Yeah, and the <laughs> and the Tacoma. Yeah.
0: Um, but you, off-road vehicle, period, is what you want because you want the ability to get off the beaten path, which is kind of the premise behind our survival course that, hey, when you're when you're in San Francisco and you're commuting on your daily commute, shit shuts down. The grid, the highways, the byways are getting shut down. Yeah. Did I say byways? <laughs> what, the, what the hell is a byway? I don't know. Anyways, Anyways, f- just do it my way. I think you, yeah. Anyway. You just made some shit up. I just did, I just made some <laughs> stuff up. But it's important to be able to, you know, have a vehicle that no matter the weather, if it's inclement or is it inclement? Yes. Let's make that up. <laughs> that's such a bizarre no, word you're myself. using all
1: the military stuff. Yeah, yeah. Inclement the weather. The inclement weather siren is going off on Fort Bragg, North Carolina right now. I think that's a that's a unique word. I don't like that word. Yeah.
0: Inclement. Anyways,
1: so back to, back to the mobility
0: platform. Yeah, have the ability to get off the beaten path, right. which is off-road. Get off the run. X.
1: Take all your shit, take it back, and get a Toyota 4Runner <laughs> or, or a Rubicon Jeep. Yeah. So moving up from there, so just like we talk about everyday carry, so EDM, everyday mobility. Uh, so when we talk about the basics, uh, which we would carry for everyday carry, what would you upgrade to as far as a firearm if now we're talking about carrying it in the vehicle? I want a mobile minigun that comes out <laughs> yeah. of the roof. Well, from clearly. Dylan Arrow. Yeah, we want a Dillon Arrow fucking minigun. For... <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: I, you know, I have the one thing that comes to mind is I have the 10.5 inch BCM, and, you know, it's, it's a small, compact or more compact battle rifle. I, I think bagging a rifle, whether it's a 308 or a, uh, a 10.5, uh, 556 is important to have inside your vehicle. Right. You know, if you upgrade to a vehicle gun, like a truck gun, we call it, you want to have an upgraded caliber. You don't want to just get a submachine gun or, or, or yeah. a pistol. Right. You don't want to run 9 mil with 50, 50 rounds. You want to run a heavier caliber. Right. So a carbine is a go-to and also three oh eight right gas gun, collapsible AR-10 platform, or a bolt gun. Yeah. But bagging out... You know, we talked about it a little bit before, but bagging it out with your survival kit is is essential because you know the it's not it's not inconvenient to think that hey, if you make a, a rural commute or even an urban commute and you want to upgrade your situation, having a blowout bag that has your battle rifle in it broken down um and you come inside and you drop it at your front door and you leave for work in the morning you, it's part of your carry in your vehicle right why, the, why would you not do that
1: yeah it's uh, on a common sense level i think it makes a lot of sense so we uh obviously spent the majority of our career shooting 556 308 and then that would bump up to 300 win mag but two of the companies if you're are looking, uh, that we Supportive of because they make good equipment and we have great relationships with them or bcm and survey. Yeah surgeon rifles um, We've uh, we've had the pleasure of being able to go and tour surgeon and and see the craftsmanship and everything that goes into those weapon systems And it's uh, truly remarkable and so we're appreciative to have relationships with those companies But you know, the main part of that is is that mike and I don't talk about things. We don't believe in or carry ourselves so Literally right now, I've got a 16-inch uh, BCM Recce rifle, and then my 308 is a you know is a 16-inch uh, surgeon scalpel, which it's got a coll- that scalpel's badass, badass. Yeah, dude. it is baller. Um, it's got a collapsible stock. It's in a racks chassis, and I mean that thing breaks down, and I could literally throw it in hey, a t-shirt. You could throw it in your butt. <laughs> yeah. No, it's not like a dungeon key, Oh, if anybody remembers castle that. Castle key. <laughs> the castle key. Yeah. No, but, but good weapon system. So when you're talking about upgrading your weapon system, so the idea here is you're carrying a pistol concealed. Um, if you're going to upgrade to the vehicle or the EDM, everyday mobility platform, it would be a rifle um, and, and preferably a 5.56 or larger caliber. Yep. So, you know, we talked about the gun
0: in the bag. Survival's, uh, survival equipment, what would you put inside the uh, bag is for survival equipment? Survival equipment, well, one, <coughs> I,
1: minimalist, would, I would clearly <laughs> put in the Green Beret minimalist survival kit. It's got all of my needs based off of the staples of survival. No, but hey, that, that's why we make this stuff too, right? It's like we make uh, practical equipment for for everybody. And so I would have that kit. I do have that kit. And if I didn't work for Fieldcraft, I would probably have that kit anyways, because it's just a common sense buy. It makes sense.
0: It's got all the staples, right? The staples are right.
1: We, we look at fire, it as shelter, water, fire, shelter, fire, water.
0: Oh, you know, it's it's a minimalist kit. So it's a 72. We call it a 72 hour kit. That's based off the amount of water that you could procure and sanitize. But
1: those things are like things that you buy. It's peace of mind. You stuff them in your bag and then you leave it. For med considerations, uh i'll tell you what exactly what i carry in my vehicle and it's nothing high speed it's an old nylon you know uh bag that i had issued in the military like a three-day assault pack and typically i carry multiple tourniquets in that multiple packages of uh curlex to pack a wound i have chest seals in there pack your wound yeah i'll pack your (laughs) your bro axe wound yeah um and then also (laughs) Are you like 10 beers into this or what? Dude, this Pumpkin Ale <laughs> by Edeline Brewing Company. Oh, sure.
0: amazing. All right. Do we have like a lot of product placement in this this thing? We we I'm do, like but is like we're back, not like, this is like we, we don't get, get paid pictures. by anybody to do this. <laughs> <laughs> we suck at marketing. <laughs> Nobody pays a shit.
1: Yeah, right. Um, But we like the beer anyway, yeah. so fuck it. Um, yeah, whatever. No, but, uh, but what I carry in my vehicle, again, are multiple tourniquets, mm-hmm. multiple... Uh, packages of Curlex, <laughs> chest seals, and I also carry needles for needle decompression. Um, and then I carry some some routine stuff like Band-Aids and stuff like that for my family. Uh, so when we're out, you know, off Trading the path out, doing yeah. whatever, that uh, I, can, I can treat some boo-boos. You know what I mean? Hell yeah. Yeah.
0: Boo-boos. What boo-boos. Yeah. I, I carry a North American Rescue trauma bag, but I also have the minimalist med kit in my glove box. And, you know, the thing with you know kurt uh, talked about a little bit but the thing with uh, uh your med profile is it fits your family mm-hmm. you know if you have if you have four family members you want four tourniquets hell if best case you want eight tourniquets because you want one per major appendage or, or one per leg right and you just want to be prepared for that worst case scenario the thing is look it's a small investment it's an investment on in money but it's also investment in time And the coolest thing about it, I want to promote this. This is the
1: whole tribe thing. Yeah,
0: the shit's fun.
1: Yeah. Well, and then, you know, you end up, you know, a great example of that is you buy a med kit and you train with it with your family. Now you're spending time with your wife, with your kids. You have
0: anybody. Have <laughs> Mike's Pearl. spending
1: time with Pearl. He's putting tourniquets on Pearl. He's putting tourniquets on the cats. It's weird. Oh, you Sometimes don't I have to intervene. I want to do a video where I am <laughs> walk in a room with Pearl's in there. I want to throw a tourniquet. I'm oh, like, go. Yeah. And she's just going to bite it. Which, before. by the way, that was a cool video. And yeah. we, so Mike and I discussed. So there's a video on Instagram, and it was a dad training his daughter. And he walks into the room. She's playing with toys, hanging out, doing her thing he throws in a tourniquet and says, you know, whatever. It's like, bleeder, right leg, like I'm bleeding out. And then, you know, there were some great lessons learned out of that video. So pretty cool. That's good. The good stuff that you should be doing with your family is like, it's not just, hey, we get together, but hey, surprise them and make them actually perform some of that stuff under stress. And I think there's just a a lot of great learning that comes out of that. But one of the other things that I was going to say, and Mike, talked about it was building your your kits based off your family. Well, hey, your whole survival kit for EDM uh, can be based off a geographical location as well. For example, if I'm in the desert and I'm building this out, I'm going to have more uh, more equipment to either cleanse and procure water or, or whatever that looks like. But I think you're getting the point. You could be building these kits based off your geographic location. And there's some planning that goes into that. And, you know, it may look like, hey, anywhere from 72 hours to five to seven days is how you plan to pack your vehicle out or what you carry in it. And then and then you can move on to, okay, what geographic location do I live in? What are the things I need to be concerned with? And then that may potentially drive you even further to what caliber weapon system you pick and then literally push you even further into the med kit and what you would be carrying in your med kit. And so we used to plan, that's exactly how we used to plan in special operations. We would break the environment down in, in all those different ways uh, to help us be more successful for the mission. And you know, we, we would contingency-based plan. So, hey, what if this goes wrong? What if that goes wrong? And there's just a ton of stuff that you can actually sit down, pick apart with your own personal situation, your family situation, and, and extract that data and actually help you make an EDM or a everyday mobility kit that makes sense for you. One, one thing you mentioned too, is like, you know, this environmental
0: stuff, right? You're, you're, you're catering towards your environment and you know, your profile, your, your EDM in California might never be the same as your profile or your EDM in Colorado, completely different. Right. One thing that's that you need to harp on and t- pay attention to is, is vehicle recovery. Yeah. People don't even know nowadays how to change their own tire yeah because triple a is on speed dial yeah you have to know how to do basic maintenance to your own vehicle and then what to do in the event that you get stuck or or rolled up or broken down you have to be able to recover your own vehicle right and most overland experts you know mike and Corey from overland bound are good friends of ours but that's a good resource for overland recovery because you need to be able to know how to do your own maintenance and recovery on your vehicle when shit goes wrong. Yeah, good points. We talked about food a little bit and water. When you're going out and you're doing overland anything, you're practicing with what you have. you know, Whether it's uh, water purification systems, whether it's different methods of making food. Another thing that you could look at potentially is the contingency for fuel. Right. Because when when infrastructure fails, like, for example, the fires in Napa County or in Napa, California, I forget the county. Sorry. Uh, but in that place, the, the, obviously, the gas stations are shut down. Yeah. I it's, mean, could you imagine? Fire.
1: Tr- can you imagine trying to get out of there and the night before and my wife thinks I'm crazy about this, but I absolutely get fired up when she brings a car home and there's a quarter tank of gas in it and I you know, I can't help myself because I'm a contingency. What a weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a contingency. Yeah, you're in a quarter of a take again. Uh- and the funny thing is, is she'll <laughs> back this up. If You know, if anybody, you know, if Mike knows this, he could ask her and she'd be like, oh my God, he drives me crazy with this, but. <laughs> but it makes sense. Yeah, but I mean, you think about the fires and you think about not getting the gas, not getting gas or not having the ability for whatever reason, now you gotta get off the X. And you're fucking out of gas. And guess what? Everything's shut down, and you're not fucking getting gas. What are you gonna do? Yeah. What are you gonna you do?
0: You are walk to fucking. Wildfire. Put a
1: backpack on and try to fucking outrun flames that are just you know engulfing everything. So good point, man. Yeah. I mean, you it's, just got flat packs for your Tacoma, right? I did. Yeah. So we ought to, uh I believe they're called packs. Yep. and um, and so I think for a four, we got two four and a half gallon, uh, packs, and that was uh, I think a hundred bucks or two hundred bucks. It comes with uh, the uh, the mounting equipment to go ahead and mount those to a rack system or whatever you decide to add on aftermarket to your vehicle. But super practical, uh, they're pretty ergonomic, and they fit well on top of whatever carrying system that that you would have. Yeah, I think that's hugely important. What something that we've been. You know,
0: on back to vehicle recovery a little bit because we experienced this recently. But my tires going <laughs> flat,
1: like patching tires, winches. Uh, we've literally, yeah, we've fucked around with all of this. Yeah, you know, my Tacoma was literally a boat anchor for your Dodge sure. <laughs> towing it out. Yeah, if I didn't have my uh
0: winches on my vehicle, yeah, they'd be in the Salt Lakes right now. <laughs> Um, also,
1: getting a fix a flat. Right, is it fix a flat? I just spit everywhere. Oh, you me. did. I, I I need to fix ha- What I need to start doing is having like a plastic sheet, like the Gallagher shows when he yeah. used to smash watermelons. That could be contingency sledgehammer. Well, I just
0: use my truck gun to shoot through it. <laughs>
1: yeah. um, so uh, fix a flat patches or the, plugs the plugs repair yeah. kits yeah those are i mean hey man if you don't have that in your vehicle uh you're probably sucking
0: yeah you're just making a mistake because eventually this shit's going to happen okay so we talked about off-grid you know this stuff is leading into kind of like our build right now which is the philcraft build on your tacoma right i'll talk about that
1: yeah so probably two months ago mm-hmm. uh we kind of were brainstorming with some friends of our friends of ours one of those is the the general manager at DGO uh, Accessories at the at the uh, Durango Motor Company in Durango. John. John, his name's Jonathan. And he's got a buddy uh, that runs a media company in Durango called Mountain Motion Media. His name is Chris. So we're all sitting there and we started BS. And then uh, a car show came up. Mike and I have always uh, wanted to help out some of the nonprofits that we know do the heavy lifting in the community, the special operations community. And it started to to develop where uh, we were going to do a SEMA build on my truck and then sell that truck in about three to six months and take the profit from that sell and actually donate it or give that to a nonprofit. And so it's actually happening. So we're really excited about it. My truck is actually at DGO right now in Durango, Colorado. Uh, The lift is actually going on today. We've got a ton of people involved tons of sponsors Um, we're going to circulate that on social media so you know that these companies put their money where their mouths are and they support veteran organizations they support special operations charities they support field craft and um, we're just super excited about this and we've we've run into a ton of great people in the local area that have been willing to help us out and make this happen and a lot of great companies in the automotive world Um, that have donated parts to this build. And so we are not going to make a dime off of it. I've been uh, extremely uh, descriptive about that with everybody that we've networked with. And so I bought the pickup truck. We're gonna pay off my loan. Uh, We've got some money invested in the project, not a lot, but some. And, And then the rest of that money, the profit is gonna go to Gold Star Teen Adventures. Which uh, the guy that started that, I'll let you tell that story. Because yeah, you've been talking a lot. I, I have went, been. I'm like, where's the handoff in this, yeah, dude?
0: I'm sorry. I'm like going to sleep over and here. And
1: Mike, take it.
0: <laughs> Gold Star Teen Adventures is start started by a buddy of mine named Kent. I won't mention his last name because he's still on active duty and his wife. And you know, Gold Star Teen Adventures is you know, Gold Star spouse, family, or anybody is somebody who's lost a loved one due to uh, due to war and they've been killed in action and you know what's left behind is the children and the the spouses that don't really have a lot of ways to reconnect with other people in the community that have lost loved ones but also any kind of you know therapy outside of conventional counseling methods
1: well the other thing i think about too is prolonged support so you know there's a ton of support that comes right after a service member is killed and, and I've seen this and Mike and I unfortunately have seen this, you know, multiple times and there's a ton of support that shows up right away. And then after time, it Peter's out. Yeah. That after time goes, you know, that drops off a bit. And so one of our goals at Fieldcraft is to continue to contribute to some of these organizations that do the heavy lifting to ensure that, you know, as these kids grow, for example, gold star Teen adventures, uh, that they're continuing to do good things for the children uh, of, you know, spe- fallen special operations warriors. Uh, on my link on my social media at soft survivor SOS,
0: special operations forces survivor, SOS survivor. You guys can see the link in my profile. That's a link to GSTA where you could donate money. Cause I'm trying to raise as much money as I can for right. them. Cause I know they have a lot of projects this year. Uh, in excess of $600,000 supporting yeah, all the 2018, kids. So. Yeah, 2018. And they just picked up six kids last month. Right. And this is a hugely important uh, thing for us. And uh, we'll be at SEMA, which is an awesome event that's held 31 October through 4 November. And the, on 3 or 4 November, I can't remember. Is it 3. Yeah. We're talking
1: about doing the uh, seminar.
0: That's right. It, that Friday, which I think is three November. We're right. talking about doing a, we are doing a free seminar. We're just trying to find and narrow down a location, but a free two hour survival seminar where you could show up, get some tips and Benny's about survival, about mindset, and then meet me and Kurt. Cause we'll be out in Vegas. We look forward to meeting you guys. And then uh, hopefully you guys get to see, we'll have the, hopefully at that time, Um, or you can come by and see us at the SEMA booth that we'll have, which we'll advertise on social media as well.
1: That's right, yeah. So super pumped about this. Stay tuned. Gold Star Teen Adventures, you can check them out at www.goldstarteenadventures.org. And like we said, awesome organization. We're looking forward to raising as much money as we can for them. And we're super pumped about this. SEMA 2017 Las Vegas. Closing out
0: this episode you know, we always mention books that we're uh reading and things that we're going through. So The Power of Habit is a good book that I've been reading. I, I recommend that book. But also right now, I mentioned that last podcast. Right now, I'm reading actually, it's called the uh, US Army Special Forces Team History Insignia from 1975 to the present. And it's a it's a book written by my my buddy Gary Brokowski. Who wrote this book? Seven years to write this book, and I remember since the beginning helping him with you know content, pictures, and everything else. We're in the book. Our teams are in the book from Third Special Forces Group. Uh, I, I think it's a really cool book, and it's a good coffee table book yeah. that anybody could read.
1: It's history. It's and interesting.
0: It's, it's all history. It's
1: all yeah. good stuff. What else is going on with Philcraft? Craft? So, uh, big thing is uh, obviously we've got the tribe going on. Uh, so right now, uh, I'll let you talk about it. Uh, but we've got coins ordered for um, we've been working through different membership ideas for the tribe. We're still doing that. I think we're at an 80% solution uh, which quickly come into a hundred and then that will be advertised and be available for people. And then our upcoming courses. So on 27 and 28 uh, in October, We are teaching, or excuse me, that's 28 29. So, the 28th of October is a gunfighter pistol course in Durango, Colorado. Uh, The 29th of October is a gunfighter carbine course also in Durango, Colorado. uh, We will actually be doing a collaboration with a good buddy of ours from 3rd Special Forces Group, uh, Johnny Premiano, who is the owner of Courses of Action. I'm sure you guys, some of you guys, have seen him on social media. Uh, Johnny is a very experienced combat. Uh, vet. And so we're looking forward to running that course. That's going to be eighteen, nineteen in Phoenix, Arizona. You'll be being instructed by all three of us during those courses. So we're pumped about that. It's like an orgy of special operations. Oh, training. dude. Yeah. It's, uh, it's the gangbang. Yeah. It's legit. It's a gangbanger. Hopefully nobody gets gangbanged. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, gunfighter pistol 25 November. Unfortunately that sold out, but hey, we're super appreciative of that series, California Same thing on 26 November sold out. We're teaching in series and then uh, we've got some potential stuff coming up with uh, Maybe the Santa Barbara Sheriff's Department. Maybe I don't know. We'll see and then uh, gunfighter carbine 2 December Burnett, Texas and then our C course, uh, which we'll be teaching with Devil Dog Consulting on 3 December, and that is also in Burnett, Texas. Check out the website, FieldcraftSurvival.com. I'm on a roll here. <laughs> and uh, if you wanna train with us, hey, we look forward to seeing each and every one of you. And then kind of last but not least, we wrapped up the assessment course in Burnett, Texas. Awesome Fan- time. Fantastic uh, time at Revely Peak Ranch Solutions and you can find them on Instagram, a uh, really neat place to train. We're gonna be doing uh, future training there. It's about an hour Northwest of Austin, Texas. And uh, the experiences that we had with the young men that joined us to do that training, always a pleasure for Mike and I to uh, interact with guys that wanna make a difference. So thank you to those guys that showed up and stay tuned for upcoming courses on, you'll see us advertising on our social media and the website. Awesome. And, you know, on this tribe, just closing out with the tribe stuff, the mission statement for the tribe
0: is building a community of like-minded. And, you know, me and Kurt think big, right? We think like special operations guys think, which is, you know, we're, we're basically training the trainer and uh, making a larger element by training the trainer and creating force multipliers that basically, you know, create a larger community. And look, the community is like-minded individuals who are into modern survival, which is, the mindset, the technical skills, and, you know, really the community that you could tap into. Hey, I'm in Colorado. Maybe I know a tribe member who's in Colorado who's overtly said that, hey, anybody can come through here as a tribe member you're kind of vetted. You come in here, to this place, this is kind of a safe house for you. You're displaced in Northern California. You don't have nowhere to go. Well, there's tribe members that could facilitate your, you know, your travel, uh, a place to stay, etc. So, basically a tribe or community of like-minded members who are vetted, semi-vetted and it, you know a premier option of that where we're just better educated you know the tribe concept as a whole is free you yeah. we're we're just developing content developing community uh, developing a way of life and then we'll have a premier version of that that's just a little bit more refined that just we spend a little bit more time um, and and you know it requires a little bit more money and capital um, but not a big deal, man. We're not we're not here to make millions of dollars. We're not yeah. even close to that. We're actually poor. <laughs> we're poor. We're drinking yeah. like poor's life, and yeah. it's uh, not a big deal. Yeah. But we like the concept of the tribe because, you know, it's what we're missing in society, man. It's what we're missing today, which is a group of people to bond together with common values. Most people are getting it from their CrossFit gyms and their, you know, whatever the whatever they're into. <laughs> But we want to make it broader, a little bit more community based.
1: Yeah. Last thing I want to. Uh, head how many on. times have we said last thing? Yeah, we have. But we're sitting at like 37 minutes and I don't want to disappoint. Anyways, uh, last thing I want to talk about real quick is a little bit of something on mindset. And we've been approached a, a lot of times about how do you guys stay motivated to continue to do podcasts, do content, to give people life advice, to do all these different things. And, um, you know, I've been looking at looking at some different things and listening to different influences that I that I like to kind of gain some life knowledge from and one of the resounding things that keeps coming back is it's not about motivation it's about discipline and Mike and I have had the uh, you know the good fortune of being able to build a certain amount of discipline over you know 20 year careers or just shy of and uh, and that served us well and so when people ask me how do you stay motivated all the time, To do all this stuff, it's discipline because sometimes I'm not motivated. Sometimes we're not, and that's the truth. Um, Even though we have a pretty cool job and we enjoy, you know, ninety nine point five percent of it, uh, we have to stay disciplined, you know, because it's easy to drift away uh, from certain things. And so, (laughs) yeah, it wouldn't be a full episode unless you started singing. So PM dawn, son, PM dawn, but discipline, guys. Look at that, think about that, evaluate what you're doing and apply discipline. The one day that you get up or the days that you get up and you're like, I'm not going to the gym today because I don't feel like it. Change your thinking just a little bit. Go and just be disciplined and get that workout in or, or get in whatever you need to get in, whether it's work, whether it's a workout, a life experience, a relationship. Be disciplined and practice discipline. And I guarantee it's going to pay off
0: i like that man
1: damn it should be a motivational speaker damn damn son yeah that's a good closing point man so
0: if you want to check us out philcraftsurvival.com our social media at survivor at philcraftsurvival at kurt underscore team philcraft we're all over the interwebs um <laughs> yeah. you, you know this podcast is awesome but you know if you want to drive analytics and help us out subscribe leave feedback uh, you got any closing remarks
1: yeah, no, I just uh, thanks everybody for, for being supportive of us. Mike and I couldn't do it without you, so thank you. Yeah.
0: Hey, stay tuned for the tribe update. I got that going out later today. Um, so stay tuned for that. If you guys want to subscribe to the tribe update, you can do it via SMS. It's texting the word survival to 55498. Actually, text the word survival to 55498 or go on our website, fullcraftsurvival.com. And on the opening page, you'll see a subscription page. Just put in your email. And we could do that via uh, email as well. All right. Until next time, stay alert, stay alive.